Hello, and welcome to the Give Light podcast. My name is Sister Andrew Marie, and I am happy to be here with you today, whenever you listen to this. Today, and really the whole point of this podcast for me, is to share the fact that Jesus heals. If, if that's all you come to know from listening to me, that, that's all I want to share. And, and I hope to, in, in later podcasts, talk about the healing power of Jesus more specifically. But foundationally to that, I feel that there's a thing that, that presupposes everything else. And that's the question that many people ask in, in lots of different circumstances. But the question that comes to mind when I think of Jesus healing is, can I trust him? You know, and, and that's, that's kind of a loaded question. Because before healing can happen, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be open and they have to know what they're healing, you know, Um, which usually if all things were well, you wouldn't need healing. So needing healing presupposes that we have a pain or an illness or a difficulty that we can't handle on our own and we need help. So can you trust him? To trust someone, you have to know them. And how do we get to know Jesus? Some people will say, well, he lived 2,000 years ago. He's not here now. And that's true and not true in one way. So obviously I'm a sister, so I'm Catholic. And we know that Jesus is present in the Most Blessed Sacrament. And we can go to him and share with him everything that's on our heart and that he will speak to us there as well. But how do we know Jesus? He gave us ways to know him. He left ways for us to know him. And one is through his word. So through the Bible, through the word of God. Some people will call the Bible like God's love letter to us. And for a long time, I thought that sounded really cheesy. Like, oh, that's really, that's a little too much. But as time has gone on, really, especially in praying with the Psalms and and different things, it scripture really is beautiful and there are so many times i find in the psalms in the new testament especially in like the letters of saint paul um, things that resonate with my life that it's as if the person writing it were writing about my specific situation and that's how the holy spirit works and that's how to get to know god through his word and his word is alive and active and the church teaches that and in all, another way to get to know Jesus, to trust him more fully, is through his sacraments. So again, I'm, I'm speaking as a Catholic, but the sacraments, there are several sacraments that are sacraments of healing. And later on, I, I hope to have episodes about the sacraments of healing, specifically the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of anointing of the sick, and even how all the sacraments are, are ways of healing that we can find. We find healing in our baptism as well as Christians. There's a healing there that takes place and that we can connect with at any time of our life because those things don't go away. They're with us. So when, when things get close, when we think about trusting somebody, even trusting a doctor, right? You won't just go to any doctor. You'll go to somebody that you know, and maybe you've heard from a friend that they're, that they're trustworthy. So we also rely on other people to help us know who, who we can trust, and that's good. So 
For what it's worth, I'm telling you now, from my experience, from my personal experience, Jesus is trustworthy, and you don't have to be afraid to go to him. You can go to him, and he's gentle and kind, and he won't take over, and he won't make you be what you don't want to be, right? So if you're not ready to share with him all of your pain, he doesn't need that. But even the, the title of the podcast, right, Give Light, you can just give light to a little bit. You know, you trust a little bit. You open the door a tiny bit and a little bit of light gets in so that you're not totally in the darkness anymore. So trust can be like that too. Trust grows. And trusting for healing, trusting someone so that they heal you, takes a lot of vulnerability because you have to show them your wound. So imagine just even on a very physical level, right? If you have a cut on your hand and it hurts, right? It, it, it's a really bad cut, but you're embarrassed about it and you don't wanna tell somebody how you were cooking or something and you cut your hand, um, you might hide it from them. You don't want them to think you're a klutz or something. I'm just thinking of an example that I would probably do with myself. But we know that if we don't get the wound tended to, what happens, right? It gets, it could get infected. It could lead to a much deeper illness in your body. It could harm your hand for the rest of your life. You know, it could, infections can be very bad. We know this. So you have to bring the wound to somebody's attention. And often we can't take care of a wound by ourselves. We need somebody's help. Like if I cut my hand, then I only have one working hand. I often can't do the best job in tending to myself and taking care of it. I can do some things myself and that's good, but ultimately you often need somebody else to help you even put a Band-Aid on or something. You know, you need, you need other people. You need someone to tend to you and you have to show them the wound. So in showing someone the wound, they can say, oh wow, let me help you. And they can put medicine on it, they can bandage it, everything they need to do. And then with time, it gets better. But we know too, even as a simple example, as a cut you know, on your hand, if it's very deep, if you have to clean it, it hurts. I can remember being a little kid, you know, and you like, you fall off your bike, you scrape your knee and you go inside. And if you're with friends, like their mom or your mom, helps you and they'll put like peroxide on it or something and you know it's going to hurt. <laughs> and and as a little kid, I don't know, you kind of overemphasize how much that might hurt. But but it leads to healing. It's for an ultimate purpose. It's not just causing you pain to to cause you pain in your wound. It's to bring about healing. So that takes you have to trust the person that's going to do that. You don't just let anybody do that. And I think of, when I think of trust, I think of this example, and it's, it's kind of cheesy, but it's, it's good. And when I was in college, um, before, I, before I became a sister, so I was not a sister, I would go out dancing with friends, right? On, on like a Friday night, you'd go out dancing. And one of my friends, he was a really good dancer, and he knew all these different moves, and I would just kind of follow him, and, and it was a lot of fun. But sometimes he would want to try a new move, something I hadn't done before. And it would usually involve me being like 
thrown up in the air or leaving the ground in some way and he would have to catch me or do something so that I would not fall, right? And we were dancing really fast. And so it, it could be dangerous. Yeah, I could feel that there's a danger to me. So we would be dancing and he would look at me and he would say, do you trust me? And I knew that meant if I said yes, he was going to try a new move and I would have to trust him or we could both get hurt, right? But if I said, no, not right now, we would just keep dancing and it would be fine. And then later on, maybe a couple minutes later or the next song or whenever, he would ask again, do you trust me? And, and if I said yes, and I did, I meant it, you know, and I trusted him and I let him lead, we would end up doing this amazing dance move that was so much fun. And, and then we would keep dancing. It would just, it would just make things even better. And when I reflect on that, I think that's how God can be with us. God is kind and respectful, right? So he's not going to have us, to, he's not going to force us to do something. So he's going to be with us on the journey. And along the way, when he wants to take us to something new, something exciting, something that we don't even think is possible, he'll say, do you trust me? And he lets us answer. And he doesn't leave if we say no. He stays with us and he's gentle and kind. And he waits for us to be ready. So you can trust him and know that even in your pain, in your wound, whatever it is, it's like that dance that Jesus is with us. He never leaves us. And when we have the faith to be able and not even just the faith, but when we're able to trust him because of whatever, whatever we're holding on to, whatever's happened to us, it might be hard. He'll ask us in a kind way. And when we're ready, he'll take the next step. But he's with us all that way. As I end, I want to share with you something that can be beautiful to do if you need trust, if you feel like you don't trust Jesus as much. Pray for the grace to have trust in him. Ask him, Jesus, I want to trust you more. But a beautiful prayer that you can pray is called the Litany of Trust. It's written by a sister of life. And I just want to end with a few verses from it. So in the Litany of Trust, we pray, From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances and accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That you are with me in my suffering, Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. So know that I am praying for you. Pray that we can all have a deeper trust in Jesus. And knowing that he's with us in every step of the journey, and when we can trust him more deeply, 
He can bring healing in ways that we never imagined possible. God bless you, and you're in my prayers.